0: infotrack the weekly show with information you should know here's your host chris whitting we often hear the advice that it's important to build a nest egg for our golden years and many americans are doing just that but a new study has found there's a racial disparity in how people invest their money to talk about this issue, let's welcome Matthew Yale to InfoTrack. Matt, how are you? I'm terrific. Thanks for having me. Sure. Now, you're Vice President Public Affairs for Ariel Capital Management. Obviously, you're an expert in investment. Tell us about this study, which you did with Charles Schwab & Company.
1: Sure. We've actually done this survey for the last 10 years. We survey African-Americans and white Americans, each making over $50,000 in income annually. What we're surveying is who's investing in the stock market and who's not. And when we first did the survey in 1998, only 57% of African Americans were investing compared to close to 80% of their white counterparts. And this year was the 10th anniversary of our survey, and unfortunately the numbers are back where they were 10 years ago. African Americans are at 57%, and whites are at 76%.
0: Now, just to be clear, you're saying... That black investors, they're not investing in stock or they're not investing at all?
1: Well, we define investing in stocks or stock mutual funds.
0: I see. So they might have some money in a piggy bank or a bank account or savings or something. That is correct. But not in Wall Street, so to speak. Correct. What do you make of that? What are the key reasons this might be happening?
1: Well, first of all, the biggest and the best way to make money is by investing in the stock market over the long term. And the fact that African-Americans are missing out on this great wealth builder is cause for concern for everyone. So that's sort of where we start from. We just are really concerned about this gap. You know, and the issue here is even if you're not in the minority community, this is something you have to be aware of and fearful of because we absolutely want everyone invested in the markets better for everyone
0: what is the approximate return you can get over a period of time from being in stocks or in wall street
1: well since 1929 there has been no other investment that has outperformed the stock market specifically large cap stocks and historically you can expect to receive an average return of about eight percent but obviously there's years that are going to be terrific and years that are not going to be so great but over the long run roughly about an eight percent return is what you can expect
0: so minority investors are really missing out here if they're not investing in stocks because they're going to be getting a lower rate of return and therefore they're going to have less money at the end for their nesting. That's
1: correct. and In fact, our survey showed us that African Americans on average have $48,000 saved for their retirement, whereas whites have $100,000 saved. Now, while that's a big gap, that gap gets worse over time because of what you just said. And the fact is, if that money is not in the stock market, it is not compounding at the same rate, and this 48000 and 100000 disparity becomes close to $250,000 over a 25-year period, assuming that the white investor has their money in the stock market and the African-American investor does not.
0: We're talking on InfoTrack with Matt Yale, Vice President of Public Affairs for Ariel Capital Management, and the study that his firm did with Charles Schwab showing that black investors tend to shun, apparently, the stock market or the more higher-return investments that they could be making. Now, in terms of educating or informing the minority community, have any steps been made to try to you know, spread the word that it would be better to invest in Wall Street?
1: Absolutely. And what we did this year, actually, because it's the 10th anniversary of our survey, we held a summit at NASDAQ in New York City where we invited key sort of thought leaders to help us think about what we can do to close this gap. And we sort of netted out on three specific buckets. The first is for African-Americans, the gateway to investing is the employer, and specifically the 401k or defined contribution plan. So there is a lot that the employer can do to really work with the minority community to get minorities investing. And specifically what we've thought around that area is we would like all employers to start thinking about participation in their 401k plan by race. And what I mean by that is they need to take a very basic census and look and see, are their minority employees investing at the same rate as their white employees? And what we've found in the corporations that we've asked to take a look at this data, the answer is no. There's a huge gap, which confirms what we've found in our survey. So we think if employers can come to terms and realize that there's this gap, they're going to want to do something. Second, you know, the whole issue of financial literacy, what we want to see is eventually every school in the country with a saving and investing curriculum.
0: I was going to say that starting early with this information has got to be critical.
1: Absolutely. And actually, that's one thing that we focused our efforts on here at Ariel. Is we actually help support a school in Chicago, a public school, where we give each first grade $20,000 of real money to invest. And the students, when they get to sixth grade, are actually making investment decisions seventh grade a little bit more, and eighth grade even more. And when they graduate, they take the original $20,000 and give it back to the first grade so the program is self-perpetuating. And the money they make above and beyond, half of the portfolio goes to something philanthropic, either that's going to benefit their community or their school. And the other half is for the kids. Hmm. They can either choose to have a check on graduation day or they can put their money into a 529 plan, in which case we try to act like an employer would and give them a match of $1,000 for them to get started for college. And our curriculum and our program is the only such in public schools anywhere that we know of where we're giving real students real money to manage. And our students, 99% of them are African American. So, you know, our hope is that this type of curriculum catches on and that you have private companies and public companies across the country like Ariel partnering with school systems to bring investing to the classroom.
0: Now Matt, back on the 401k question for a moment. Is there a way that an employer could just default people into 401k so, you know, they have the option to not be in it, but they would just by default be in it? Is that allowed?
1: There is. That's a great question. And actually, Congress and the President recently passed the Pension Protection Act, which does exactly that. It opts in employees. Mm-hmm. So by just basically automatically enrolling your employees, which is what's going to start to happen, you're going to have a higher pickup and more investors. However, there's one you know, major concern that we have with that, and that is that if you think that you're automatically investing, you may just put the car in cruise control and not do anything. And the fact is that the rates of which automatic enrollment hit are not enough, that that alone is what's going to help provide your retirement.
0: I see. So you've really got to think about it and monitor it and be aware of where your dollars are.
1: Absolutely. And do supplemental work. I mean, the idea that your 401k is going to be your only retirement vehicle, while it's a terrific vehicle and something you should take full advantage of, you also need to think about having an IRA, doing other things that are going to supplement your retirement savings. Because the reality is, in this country, we're seeing a dramatic shift from a pension plan or defined benefit world to a defined contribution world where the onus is on the employee to save for their own retirement.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, Social Security is not necessarily going to be there forever either, just based on the numbers.
1: Yeah, that's definitely something that no one who's working now should really count on.
0: And yet, according to this study, blacks are more likely to rely on pension or Social Security rather than a 401k, so obviously this is a much-needed program. That's correct. Anything else you can add, any final words on this study or what people can do to maybe learn more?
1: Two things. You know, our hope is that 10 years from now, we hopefully don't even have to do the survey anymore, that everyone's investing. That's our goal. And we hope through proactive measures that the employer takes, we hope that public education embraces the idea of having an investment curriculum and financial literacy in every classroom. We think those two things are so wonderful that if it happens, we won't even need to do this work and highlight this. In the meantime, we have all this information on our website, arielmutualfunds.com, the information from the last 10 years of surveys, as well as we wrote a black paper this year that sort of summarizes what we've been doing over the past decade and talks about what we think are real solutions to this problem.
0: that's spelled A-R-I-E-L, arielmutualfunds.com. Matt Yale, Vice President, Public Affairs for Aerial Capital Management, Thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack.
1: Great. Thanks for having me.
0: Next, take a deep breath. Is that indoor air actually killing you? The breathtaking facts coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this.